right hand. Yes. Blessed be your name. Yes. Great big God. Yes. Let everybody praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this morning we are going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And this morning is kind of our, is our last Sunday of the series that we've been going through called Commissioned. And, and the Commission series, we were looking at what did Jesus commission his followers to do right before Jesus left and ascended to go to heaven. So what did Jesus commission his followers to do? And so we looked at this over the last few weeks, and today we're kind of finishing this, this up, this commission series. And so if you remember, the commission, um, we, we went to, uh, to all, all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then we also looked at Acts. And so in each of these Gospels, we kind of looked at what did Jesus commission his followers. And if, and if you were a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you have... If you have made the choice to believe Jesus and to follow Jesus, then this includes us, not just these 11 guys or these followers of Jesus that were then. It includes us. And so what, what was commissioned by Jesus to his followers? And so we saw that first that we looked at Mark and we said our commission is to proclaim the good news. It's to proclaim the good news of salvation to everyone. So go around and tell people about Jesus. Tell people about the gospel. Tell people about the love of Jesus and how he came to give his life as a ransom and that we can have salvation only in him. And so proclaiming is is something that's a little bit difficult because that means we have to tell people or or communicate with people wherever we are. But I think the emphasis isn't about going and going and going. It's about proclaiming, letting people know what the gospel is, the true gospel. And then we saw in, in Matthew, and this is where most people kind of turn to it when we say it's the Great Commission, we turn to Matthew, the end, end of Matthew 28, in, in, most, in 19 and 20, and Jesus is talking about how we are not just to proclaim the good news, but we are to go and make disciples of all nations. So a, a lot of times, also the emphasis is to go, but... I think the emphasis isn't about going, it's about making disciples. So we proclaim to wherever we are, proclaim the gospel, and then we are commissioned as followers of Jesus to make disciples. Now, it might mean make disciples in Indonesia, or in Nicaragua, or Mexico, or Spain, wherever. It might be in Minnesota, or Nebraska, or it might be here. Wherever it is, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we are to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And, and then we looked at, so that was in Matthew and Mark, and then in Luke we looked at how to carry out God's mission by the power of His Spirit. So he, Jesus didn't just leave us on our own. Said, Good luck, guys. Uh, go proclaim the gospel and go tell everybody and make disciples. He also he gave us His Spirit his Holy Spirit empowers us. And so we are to be led by His Spirit. Not just guessing, okay, what should we do? What should we do? No, let's, let's be asking the Holy Spirit, where do, you want, where do you want me to go? What opportunity do I have in front of me to proclaim? What, and, and, and so let's be led by the power of His Holy Spirit. And he, and he talks about power. There's a lot of things, there's a power that we have through this Holy Spirit that well, we can do good things in the name of Jesus. 
And so let's not just use His power, but let's be connected with that power source of the Holy Spirit, part of the triune God that we trust and obey. And then we saw in John that Jesus sends His followers into the world to be like Him. So Jesus, Jesus came into the world, and He was in the world to show love and to show sacrifice and to, to be about mission and telling people about the good news of Jesus. And so his, he wants then his followers not just to be whatever, like on our own. We're, we're with the Holy Spirit, but then we're also to be like Jesus. The Holy Spirit reminds us of what Jesus is like and how to be like him. So let's not try to figure it out on our own. Let's do this with the Holy Spirit's power, remembering what Jesus was all about and do that. And then a few weeks ago, we looked at Acts. And in Acts... We used to, maybe you remember this one because it was a little noisy that day. But next, whenever I said the word, well, actually, kids, what word did I say? You can, you can yell it out. Together. Yeah, Jaden should know. <laughs> All right, so whenever I said together, we, we blew our little horns, right? Because together, to, okay, we're not doing that today, but together we were, we're it's the idea that we are not doing this by ourselves. We're not lone ranger Christians. We're not trying to do our own thing, but we are working together, and it's a beautiful symphony that, that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, they empower us to do, that make this beautiful symphony together. And, and we said together that our witness is exponentially greater than on our own. So we can try to go do things on our own, but it's going to be way better if we work together. So that's why it's really exciting about the VVS this week. We have Bible school happening three days this week, and we're going to be working together and, and teaching kids about Jesus and discipling kids about Jesus. And hopefully not just kids, but also some, some families and parents in there too. And, and we saw that this, this looked like G- Jesus commissioning his followers together with his mission was to trust the Father's plans uh, his, his will, his timing, also to be witnesses of the Spirit's power. And then to have that hope of Jesus' return, that, that even though Jesus is in heaven now, he is going to come back victoriously someday. Whether it's today, next week, next year, we don't know. But we can have that hope that Jesus is returning. And so even though we don't know when that is, we can still be ready for Jesus to return. So today, I'll just tell you, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians 5, and you can turn there if you, if you want to, or you can follow along on the screens. But our, our main idea today, and I'll just say it right away, our main idea today is that all who are reconciled to Christ can be co-workers of reconciliation. And we'll look at what those, some of those words mean in a little bit. But all who are reconciled to Christ can be co-workers of reconciliation. And that's the message today, co-workers of reconciliation. And so let's, uh, let's jump in to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we'll read the first few verses here. It says, in, starting in verse 11, so 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. And what is plain to God, what, what, 
we are, what we are is plain to God. And I hope, this is Paul writing, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but we are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, in quotes, as some say, it is for God that we're out of our mind. If we are, if we are in our right mind, it is for you. Verse 14, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. So let's stop there. So Christ's love compels us. So Paul is writing to this group of the Corinthian church, and he's talking about this, about how people think that they are out of their minds for following Jesus. They are out of their minds because they're, they're living in a way that's so different than the world. Does that resonate with any of you? That people think that you're crazy because you follow this Jesus, this made-up God, or whatever people are saying. Why would you go to this church? Why would you believe this guy? Why are you doing these religious things? Why do you act like this? That's our culture too. So he was writing to a culture that people thought they were crazy and even foolish. They're out of their minds. But because, of, because Paul and his co-workers, they were compelled by the love of Christ. They've experienced Jesus' love. And, and they are so compelled by his love that they want to share it with everyone. And it doesn't matter if people say, wow, you're crazy. But you're out of your mind. That guy's nuts. Those guys, don't listen to them. They don't know what they're doing. No. That... that that should be happening to us now. If people don't think you're crazy for Christ, maybe they, don't, maybe they haven't heard your story. Maybe, they haven't, maybe, they haven't, maybe you haven't talked to them enough. Because it's, it says it's, it's foolishness. The gospel is foolishness to those who don't understand. And so people that don't understand, people that don't know Jesus... There's a barrier there, isn't there? There's a barrier between them and God because they, they think they don't need God. And so they think that we are doing things, if you're a Christian, they think that what we're doing is foolishness because it doesn't make sense to them. And so that's what Paul's writing about here. He's writing these, these Christians. That people think we're out of our minds, but that because of the love of Christ, because that's what's compelling us to do these things. The way we live is is out of response of how Jesus loves us. And so that's our first point today, is that we are compelled by his love to show others. So if we're reconciled to Christ, and we're going to look at what that means in a a minute, or a few minutes, if we're reconciled to Christ, then we are compelled by the love of Jesus to show Jesus and his love to others. 
Okay, it's not out of guilt. It's not out of like, oh, we should probably just do this because this is what we're supposed to do or because this is what the pastor says or because I, I feel like I should do it. No, it's because of the love of God, because his love compels us. We are motivated by what we're compelled to do. Right? How many of us are motivated to do something? Or actually, how many of us do things out of motivation rather than just out of shame or guilt? Often, I believe, we are motivated when we see there's, there's something, there's a reason to do it. And so, when we have this experience of Jesus, and we are overwhelmed by His love and His, and his grace, when we have that, and when we are just deeply worshiping Jesus and we are all into Him, it doesn't matter what people say about us. It's for, it's for Jesus and it's for His glory. And we want to we show people the goodness of our God. And so, let's be people that are all into worshiping Jesus and all into the love of Jesus and then we can share, it, share Him with others. We want to share good things, don't we? So let's share Jesus with others. That's what we're doing with VBS this week. That's, what, that's other ways we do that too. But let's share the love of Jesus. So let's move on. And, and then in verse 15 of 2 Corinthians, it says this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 15, it says, And he, so that's talking about Jesus, And he died for all, that, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised to life. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we, ha- though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. I think we've probably heard that verse a few times. So we, we have a new life in Jesus. When, we, when someone comes to Christ, it says, Paul says, the old is gone. The new has come. And because there, we have a new life, a new creation in Christ Jesus, Paul says we are to live for him. Live in a way that's all about Jesus, not about ourself, because our self is no more. Our old self is gone. We are a new creation in Jesus Christ. And so our second point today is that we live as a new creation for him. So those that are reconciled to Christ, then we live as a new creation for Jesus. We, we live as, as new people, as something that's completely different than the old. So no longer we live the former way, but now we live in a new way, completely different. It's not just um, bring your, give your life to God and, and He fit, makes you a little bit better. No, the old is completely gone and the new is completely here. It doesn't mean we live perfectly, but we're no longer in the old flesh because Paul says the new creation has come. If you are, and you are alive in Jesus. You're alive in Jesus, so let's be living for Jesus. 
And so we've seen here that first, we're, if we are reconciled to Christ, which I put this on here <clears throat> thinking of my son David, if something, then something. So if, okay, he's a, he likes to program, computer language is coding. So if something is true, then this thing must be true also. So that's what we're saying here. If we're reconciled to Christ, if you are with Christ, if you have been restored to relationship with Christ, if you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, then, then live like it, right? If it's true, then do it. And if we don't know how to do it, there's a good thing that Jesus left his, us something better than himself, he said, and that's the gift of what? The Holy Spirit. We know this, right? So let's, let's live with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Let him lead us and empower us. Let's be praying. Lord, show us how we can live as a new creation. Show us how we can be all in for you, Jesus. Take away the things that are distracting. Show me how to pray, Lord Jesus. Show me, Holy Spirit, teach me throughout the day to be praying. It's even this week, it's VBS. Be praying for these kids. Be praying. And it's not about what we're doing, but it's by His Spirit. That's what His Spirit is working. And so we want to join with all of us together praying that God's will would be done this week. So if we're reconciled to Christ, then first thing is we're compelled by His love to show others. And then if we're reconciled to Christ, then we live as a new creation for Him. All right, and let's read verses 18 to 21 here. So in in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18, it says, All right, it says, All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of what? Reconciliation. All right, so it says, and that, so Paul explains this in 19 and 20 and 21. He says, so what is this ministry of reconciliation? That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Amen? And he, Christ, has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So Christ has given us this message of reconciliation. And here it is, that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as through God we're making him his appeal through us. And so Paul says, I, or we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, there's a lot to that. And I, and I also should just read the, the next little piece of, of chapter 6 because it, it continues this, this thought. He says, 
as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. So here, there's, there's, there's a lot here, okay? But what does it mean? This ministry of reconciliation, okay? This ministry... So first of all, when I, when I look up reconciliation, now that's, a, that's a kind of a big word. It's a, maybe a churchy word. That's a word in the Bible. But we don't always, we're not always familiar with that word. So reconciliation is this idea that two parties are coming back together in this restored relationship. So remember, because of our sin, we are far away from God. Because of sin, God because he's holy and just, he can have nothing to do with us as sinners. And so we need someone to take the place of this sin and offer himself in our place. And that that was, thankfully, Jesus. And that's the grace that we receive. We receive the gift of Jesus and his grace and his pardon for us. Now, if you've accepted Jesus and you follow him and you've given your life to him, then we know that and that means we are reconciled to God. That means that we now are in a right relationship with God. That means instead of being separated, we are together. Okay, so that's kind of what this is talking about. So if we're reconciled to God, so if you've been, if you've accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, given your life to him, then you are reconciled to God. You're not long, you no longer are, in this, are between this big gap of God and you. We are together. We're reconciled. And so then Jesus invites us into this ministry of bringing others into closing the gap, bringing people from here to here. And the only way they can do that is not through us. It's through who? It's through Jesus Christ. And so our, our job and our calling and our commission is to let people know about this good news, this bridge from this hopelessness without Jesus to this relationship with Jesus. And that's what this is all about, that we are proclaiming the good news of salvation, that we are making disciples so people can walk in relationship with Him and being reconciled to Him. And then... We also then have the opportunity as people are growing, as these disciples are growing, that then they can bring others in also into the loving relationship with Jesus, being reconciled to God. So it's not not that we reconcile, but it says that we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Jesus. We show people who Jesus is. What does an ambassador do? Represents their country. Every country or all the big countries, I guess, have ambassadors in other countries. And they, and they are the people that show and they kind of speak in the behalf of that country. To be an ambassador of a country is kind of a big deal. To be an ambassador of Jesus Christ is kind of a big deal. Do you know that? To be an ambassador, Jesus, Jesus says we are his ambassadors. Through Paul, he's saying we are his ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Christ. And so let's, not take that lightly. That we can bring other people into that relationship with God through His Spirit. But it's not on our doing. It's on the power of the Holy Spirit and it's by the work of Jesus Christ and that God sent His Son into the world. So it's, it's this whole Trinitarian involvement 
And they, they invite us to be part of that. That's amazing. They invite us to be part of the good news of letting people know. And our third point today is that if we are reconciled to God, if we are reconciled to Christ, if that the answer is yes, if it's true, right, David? If it's true, then this other statement must follow, that we are given the ministry of reconciliation. So if this is true, then this also is true. Else, if it's not true, doesn't apply to you. Okay? So if you're reconciled to Christ, then you're given this ministry of reconciliation. If you're not reconciled to Christ, we want you to be reconciled to Christ. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to do. If The people that are reconciled to Christ, we want to bring you into this reconciliation to Jesus. And so we're given this ministry of reconciliation, this ministry of reconciliation. So we get to be part of this. And it is a ministry because it is a blessing to people. And it is a way that we can be involved in what God is calling us to do, to proclaim the good news, to make disciples of all nations, to be baptizing and teaching people to follow Jesus. And so I know VBS is really exciting this week, and I know that's a lot of good things are going to happen, but I don't want us to limit ourselves only to VBS. And, and I want you to think about how we can be people that are ministering reconciliation to those around us. How are we ministering reconciliation around, to those around us? And I wanted to show you a video. Susie mentioned this earlier. That this week, our, our mission project in VBS is we're, we're supporting missionaries in the, in the state of Arizona. It's near Phoenix. And they are working—actually, I'll let John Berkey tell you what they're doing, and then, and then we can have an opportunity to bless them. So uh, watch this couple-minute video, and hopefully it works. Hi, my name is John Berkey, and my wife, Lindsay, and I serve as missionaries— in Peoria, Arizona, with World Gospel Mission. We serve at the Christian Community Center. The Christian Community Center is a place where uh, we provide love, hope, and community for young adults who age out of the foster care system. Many of them are transitioning into adulthood with very little support. Statistics are pretty overwhelming here in Arizona. About 900 of them are going to age out here this year alone. And of those 900, the statistics say that 70% of the young ladies will end up pregnant by the time they're 20. And, and 60% of the young men will be incarcerated by 21. And that 50% of our homeless population in Arizona right now were foster kids at one time in their lives. So at our ministry center, we provide a, a place, a transitional living program that helps them see the love of Jesus through our actions and by providing them a place to live, giving them a hope for their future by helping them work on their education goals, job and life skills training, helping them connect with a, uh, a church, spiritual director, um, and a counselors, um, licensed counselors, Christian organizations to have like-minded hearts for the cause of helping these young adults transition into adulthood. And we also provide community. We're about being a safe place for these people 
to, to actually feel like they belong somewhere because it's been so long uh, bouncing around for many of them in the foster care system back to their parents, maybe back into the foster care system. Uh, and we want to provide a place where they belong, where they feel safe, that they feel welcomed. We do life together. We live together on the campus. Um, we do birthdays and, and, and parties and celebrations for holidays. We do all those things with these young adults. And your VBS offering this week is helping us provide a place for two more young ladies to move on to our campus. We have an apartment complex that we have on our campus that has nine units. And each unit needs to be updated and refurbished and cleaned up. It's been a long time since they've been, been renovated. And we want to renovate a new unit so that we can get two more young ladies into our, our campus and so that we can share the love of Jesus with them. Thank you so much for your, your donations, your VBS offering. And we, we look forward to the opportunity someday to soon to be able to visit East Bend and share more about our ministry. God bless. So John and Lindsay have been out in the Arizona or near Phoenix, Arizona uh, for about seven years now. And they are, they are partners with Ivana Churches. Um, and John, as you, as you heard, their heart is for the, the kids that age out of foster care. Now, they, they used to be exclusively working with Native American ministries, but God's opened up their eyes to something different and bigger uh, that, is, that now they get to help with this, this great need. Where the, the, they had, I mean, he said the statistics, there's, when kids age out of foster care, these 18 and 19-year-olds, within the first year or two, the, many, many of the women are pregnant and many of the men are in jail. And, and many of them end up on the streets homeless. And so they've see this, they see this need and they have this ministry center and they have this, this vision and God is, is calling them to help these kids. And so that's what we're getting behind this week with, with our VBS mission project is we're helping to, so they can renovate some of the apartments so that more of these, these young adults can come live there. And so we do have an offering basket available in the back this week and next week. And so if you are led to give to the John and Lindsay and their family in this way, uh, we encourage you to, to leave a, a special gift for them. Or you can always write a, a check to the church and then put in the memo, uh, John and Lindsay Berkey. And so, but let's be excited about that's an opportunity even this week for our kids to hear about how to be a blessing to others and how they can be involved in and teaching people, I mean, John and Lindsay are teaching people about the love of Jesus. And they're giving them a place of hope and a community and teaching them about, about Jesus. And, and so today, as we've been looking at this and this conclusion of what it is to be commissioned in Jesus, what it means to be commissioned by Jesus Christ, we're saying that the main idea today is that all who have been reconciled, all who have been in, come back to this relationship because of Jesus Christ, because of Him, we can be then co-workers of reconciliation. We can work together to bring other people led by the Spirit. And that's why we need prayer into that relationship with Jesus. And so let's be, let's be that this week. Let's be that, not just this week, let's be that all the time. Be teaching people about Jesus and being praying for opportunities to proclaim the gospel and to be discipling people. And so that we, as, as people that are reconciled, 
can be co-workers in reconciliation and being ambassadors of Jesus. And so we saw that today through that we're compelled by his love to show others and that we are to live as a new creation in Christ Jesus. And we are given the ministry of reconciliation. So together, we can help bring people into new life through Jesus Christ. Not apart, not apart from God, but with God. And just one last little reminder, we are doing surveys. The last several weeks, we were doing surveys to try to understand your heart for how to reach people for Jesus. And so if you hadn't finished those surveys, I encourage you to, to turn those in this week or next week, and we're going to be looking at those in our elders' meetings. Uh, but that's really to help understand how we, as a congregation, can be a blessing to others and w- see which direction that the Spirit is leading our church. And remember, Jesus said in the end of Matthew, there's a slide of this, that, behold, I am, that's Jesus, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So when we think that we're doing this on our own, we're not. Jesus is with us. The I am from the Old Testament, the I am of the New Testament, the I am of all time is with us and empowering us and giving us what we need and empowering us and showing us, leading us, as even in this ministry of reconciliation. And we have a river of life that's flowing out of us to others, and that's through Jesus. And we're going to sing that in a minute. Um, just want to encourage you before we close just to, to, just to take a moment to think. So there's a question for you. And this question is, how can I participate in the ministry of reconciliation this week? So take a moment to think about that, and then we'll, and then we'll pray. Lord, as, as we're thinking about how can we be participating, how can we be involved in, in bringing people into that, back into their relationship with you? As we're thinking about that, how can we do that this week? God, I just pray that you would show us. Give us opportunities, whether it's through VBS or praying for VBS, whether it's through other ways at our work or, or home or neighbors, through social media or email, whatever it is, God, we just pray that we would be listening to your Spirit, that your Spirit would empower us to show others your love, 
and that we can be ambassadors for you, Jesus. We pray that we would represent you well, that we would not be trying to hit people over the head, trying to convince them about your truth, but that we would be coming alongside them and showing them your great love for each of us. And even as we're learning this week in VBS, that we would be seeking you and finding your truth and finding life in you alone. And so, God, we just pray for wisdom as we do that. We pray that we would be ministers of reconciliation. And we just uh, thank you for this opportunity that we have to be representing you. And we pray that we would be connected to you and abiding in your love as we do this. In Jesus' name, amen.